morning everyone and apologies we just had a slight technical hitch. Uh, thank you for your interest. We're here to uh, listen to Nana S.C. Perry who's going to tell us all about public service radio. Here in South Africa we're very heartbroken about the public <laughs> broadcaster so we're looking for success stories and good news. So over to you Nana. Thank you. <laughs> good morning. Yes, my name is Nani Sipari, and I work with the Ghana Broadcasting Corporation. And uh, I've been asked to come and share some success stories. I hope that um, you would like the stories I have to share. Now, um, I want to start and show you our logo. That's the logo for the corporation. And then... Um, Sometimes you have a difficulty locating where the countries are. Some you think you know, but then... So this is Ghana. Here. That small one here. So that's for orientation. Good. Now, I want us to look at the characteristics of a public service broadcaster, then the history and background of GBC, the nature of its operations, mission and vision, programming and programs, Funding, then checks and balances, and then go to the conclusion. Now, um, a good public service broadcaster usually supposed to have these characteristics. Universality, diversity, independence, and distinctiveness. Now, universality, universality in the sense of it's being able to reach everybody in the area or in the country. So that the programs should, everybody should find some kind of program that is um, aimed at them, you know. So um, women, children, everybody gets something from the programming. And then diversity also. So um, hard, soft, music, culture, everything should be part of the programming mix. And then independence in the sense of People being able to contribute or, you know, have um, a say in whatever goes on. Uh, it shouldn't be controlled by maybe only um, uh, businesses or politics or everybody should have a, a, a place there and be free to contribute. And then distinct in the sense that... Uh, it should not be done because my businesses want it or politics wants it. But that's, it's, it's said that usually businesses or politicians see um, listeners or the human beings of the country only as voters. So they tell them things that will make them vote for them. The businesses tell people things to buy so that they will make money. But the broadcaster is the one that sees the person as a citizen. So it has to give them information that will help them make informed decisions and choices. So this is what we try to achieve there. Now, for a brief history of um, GBC, it started in 1935. And, of course, that was at the time when it was under colonialism. So it started as a Gold, Gold Coast Broadcasting Service. If I first had a, Station ZOY, and uh, it was more to give information, entertainment, and so on, from what the um, British wanted the Africans to hear, 
and then later on to give information about the war and so on. And then later on, it's graduated into a kind of um, service. First, they were using volunteers. Then in 1943, permanent staff were engaged. Then 1953, it became like a full-fledged broadcasting house called the Gold Coast Broadcasting Service. In 1957, Ghana gained independence, so then it changed from Ghana Broadcasting, Gold Coast Broadcasting System to Ghana Broadcasting System. And then in 1968, it was incorporated, so it became a corporation, and then it became known as the Ghana Broadcasting Corporation. So then Ghana Broadcasting Corporation had a monopoly of broadcasting in Ghana from then until 1992 when the first, well, as we say, the airways were liberalized and private um, stations could then operate. And of course, that's, that 1992 is also when the current constitution we are um, using came into force, because up until then, we had the first republic under Kwame Nkrumah. That was from independence to 1966, when he was thrown in the coup. And then in 1972, there was another, milit um, another military coup. And then in 1979, so we had been running this uh, military rule kind of until there were agitations and so on about democracy and so on. So in 1992, we had our first... Uh, well, there had been other elections earlier on, but that was when we had the... I should say the greatest, because that's what we are enjoying now from 1992. So we've had continuous democratic rule where power has changed hands peacefully for four times. So that was when, uh, of course, with the democracy came all the agitations and the liberalization of the airwaves. Now for our pro um, programming, as I said, We have news, we have information, we have entertainment. And sometimes uh, we, are, we are public broadcaster, we also double as a state broadcaster. So because when anything of national importance is taking place, we are obliged to go and cover. And then sort of, sometimes people say we are the government's mouthpiece. Um, <laughs> I don't know, because uh, if... We want to um, help with the development, like we want people to know what's going on, what to do and so on. It's, all, it's also because at the time it was the only um, broadcaster, that was the channel. And then in the same way, once it was doing, uh, promoting what the government wanted people to do and so on, it sounded as a government mouthpiece, but it was also a tool for development because everybody else had to be reached so that we can all move at the same pace and on the same page. Now, the mission and vision of our corporation to lead the broadcasting communication industry through quality programming, which promotes the developmental and cultural aspirations of Ghana, and then to be the authentic and trustworthy voice of Ghana. So that is what sums our, our operations. And then, to be the authentic and trustworthy voice of Ghana, It, it, 
it's, it used to be the case where whatever we said was what it was. Now, when the liberalization came, some people tried to say that, especially when they are in opposition, they will say that you are singing the governance song. But when they come into power, then they use the same channel that they complain about. And, but then what we realize also is people complain a lot about us sometimes, but I think it's because we do the right thing. Because um, depending on what side you're on, you're not sure whether they're saying the right thing. But what we realize is that when people put out news, like trying to scoop and so on, people also wait to make sure that GBC will announce. And they can only then say, yes, it is true, because even GBC also says it. So they, they will criticize and so on, but at the end of the day, we know that um, they still know that we do the right thing and we do the things professionally. Now, for a target audience, as I said in the beginning, there has to be diversity and there has to be um, universality so that we target our audience, we cannot say is A, B or C, but we try at every particular point to have something from A to E through the programming and the programs. So some targets women, children, everybody, um, uh, some schools, education, politics, culture, everything is in there. When it comes to language, um, like and most African countries, it, is, it has so many languages, but English is the official language. So then the, um, there's always English on every station. The national one will then use six major languages that are widely spoken, plus English. Then the regional, um, the regional stations also use languages that are peculiar to that area, plus English. There's always music, and the music, because we are broad public service, we try to include as much music as possible local, international, the different genres, and so on and so forth, which means that we need a lot of space. The same with culture, that um, we also find through the music and uh, festivals, um, cultural activities like, um, uh, like when there's um, the installation of a new chief, or a king, or when they die, or when there's marriage and music and so on, we also cover that one. And we also, politics, that's what most people like. You know, there's a lot of politics, because everybody wants their voice to be heard. So we cover all that. Now, for our operations, we have one national FM that's unique, that is based in Accra, the headquarters. And there we have the six major languages, Trika, Ebe, Inzima, Hausa. Hausa is not a Ghanaian language, but it's a, a lingua franca across the northern part of West African countries. So we use Hausa, then Dagbandi, of course, plus English. Then the Greater Accra Regional FM uses Ga and Dangbe, which is the, um, they are the languages spoken in that area, plus English. Eastern region, also uses Tree and Dangbe. Western uses Inziman, Fancy and Ahanta. Central uses Muslim, Fancy and then English. Volta uses Ebi Akan and Krachi, which I, I think I omitted. Then Bronga Hapa uses Akan and Bono. 
Ashanti, Akan, Buli, Unbisa, then the northern Dagbanle, Gonja, Hausa, Konkomba, and Basari, then Upper East, Gruni, and Kasim, and Upper West, Dagari, Sisal, and Wali. So they choose the major languages in those areas so that the people who may not be educated or cannot express themselves very well in English can contribute into programs in languages they can really understand and identify with. So that, that's what, and in all the operations, they are also, just like the national targets different audiences, they also do the same. Then, when it comes to funding, the government pays the salaries of all workers. So that's what the subvention covers. And then we have the license fee that now it has been raised to every, every um, household. One television set is 36 CDs. That's like um, divided by four, like $9. And if you have two, then you pay 60, so a little reduction. And then all the people who sell also pay a certain amount. All those who repair also pay a certain amount. And then hotels and all those who um, use television sets in their homes. And even if you say that you do not watch GBC, it's not an excuse not to pay. It's you pay because you own the set. So everybody's obliged to pay. And if you don't pay any court, it could um, end you a fine or prison, or both, they say. Then sponsorship and adverts. Um, we don't tend to have so much, but we get some sponsorships and some adverts. And then rentals of um, the mass sites. Um, I think BBC, for example, uh, rents our sites to put up their masts and all the other stations also. So that's, those, that is our source of funding. And for the control in terms of the funding that comes in, uh, the GBC, because it's a media, uh, national media institution, like all the, the other two other um, national media institutions, because of uh, perhaps governmental control or influence, or to prevent that one. There's a National Media Commission that's supposed to insulate the state-owned um, media houses from the government. So they are the ones who appoint the heads of those institutions. Um, the government does not directly appoint. It's the National Media Commission that interviews and appoints those people. So they have a kind of oversight responsibility for the operations of GBC. So the, the National Media Commission takes care of the content and then helps insulates the corporation against any governmental control. Now, at the beginning of every year, the management of GBC then has to have a performance contract with the government. And this they sign with the State Enterprises Commission. So then it will list what we have to do in terms of programming and um, making sure you provide for every segment of the community. 
and then look at the budget the government will pay salaries and how they will raise money for the rest of the operations. Now, when this con uh, contract is signed, the understanding is for every quarter, at the end of every quarter, they have to send uh, reports to a copy to the National Media Commission, to the State Enterprises Commission, and then to the sector ministries so that they know what went on in terms of um, programs and programming and funding, monies that came in and how they were used. Apart from that, there's also the audit. There's an internal audit that has to prepare the audit and send, and an external auditor will also come in. And when they have their findings, they will send it then to the Public Accounts Committee of Parliament so that they will make sure that there's nothing untoward. And if there is anything, then they have to send it to the, um, account, uh, the Ministry of Justice and Accountant General to see who needs to be asked to explain whatever. Another copy of go to the National Communications Authority. They are responsible for all the um, frequencies and uh, all the frequencies that are allocated, but they allocate frequencies to both the national and then the private station. So all of them get a copy of all those things that happen. So there's, at every particular point, there's somebody looking at what is going and what's not, what's not going on. And it's not only one. So if it's, uh, one doesn't detect, the other then is able to detect. So people are careful. And then this is a, a map of Ghana that I added to show the 10 regions that we have. And so every region has one station which speaks in the language that all the others, where the people in there then understand and can contribute. And then the unique is the one that um, goes across the whole country. At a major news times, that is, 6 a.m., 7 a.m., um, 13 hours, 16 hours, and 20 hours. All the, all the other um, regions hook on to the national one for the news. So at certain times of the, the day, the whole country is listening to the national um, network. Apart from the news, there's also um, some current affairs programs if they have to, um, there are some current affairs programs that are also always linked up. Or when there's a national, anything of national importance that the GBC is covering, the nationwide, everybody hooks up. So at that time, then everybody is on the same page. After that, then they go back to their uh, operations. But in general, they try to mirror what is happening, at both what is happening at headquarters and also look at the, uh, the regional, what is happening on their regions and what is important and affects them directly to in the, include in their programming. Now, um, because of the many languages and communities within the country, the target is to have one station per district. Now we have one station per region, but the target is to have one station per district. But for now, there's only four, of course, because of funding, 
there's only four. There's Enchis, Seshiriosu, and Kojokrom, or Se Kojokrom. They are in the western region, somewhere here. And then Ketekrachi is in the Volta region, on the right side at the end there. So, and then there's Kintampo that is now um, going, they are now putting it together. So hopefully for our 200 and something districts, um, sometime in the future, they will also have their own stations. Then I'd like to end by saying that um, we are trying very much to be the public service doctor that we have to be, but we are still working progress and there's still room for improvement. Thank you. Yeah, actually, I, I forgot to mention that we have a webcast. So we have a gbcghana.com, where the programs are streamed online. So wherever you are in the world, you could follow us. And then the few, um, a few programs that have face, Facebook and Twitter and all, but it's not, uh, I, don't see, I don't think those are that popular. But on, 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 on the website, yes, the, the streaming. They use a lot of social media, but not social media linked to GBC. There's a lot of, oh, as for the social media, I mean, that's when the politics comes in. And a lot of people prefer that one, you know, because there you can go anonymously and say what you like and uh, generate a lot of, there's, there's a lot of, um, it's very bubbly there on social media. But um, looking at our operations, you know, um, we, we tend to pick something, but, you know, we don't trust those things that they say there. They can only tell you, perhaps, uh, how people feel about certain things. But sometimes those who are on social media, uh, what they say is not what the majority thinks. You know, that some people who are very loud over there make it look like this is what is going on. But when you really check the temperature, generally, it's not that. But we still um, look at it and see how we can if we can, you know, do something about it, yes, we do it. Yes. Um, let me start from the third one. You know, the license fee was there from the beginning, but up to a certain point in the 1980s and 90s, the figure was so little, the, the person going to collect and even the receipt that will be written on was more expensive than the money that was coming in. So for a very long time, we were not collecting. It was only, I think, at the end of 2016 that it came back. And because at that time, it was 30, 30 pesos. And 30 pesos, I don't even know how to convert it. I mean, it's coins, you know. Now it is 30, 36 CDs for the year. 36 CDs only like $9 you know, so, and we were saying that even, even though it looked like it had been raised so many thousands of percentage points, it still is not much. Now, if you think about the fact that the one daily newspaper can sell for like five CDs, and people are so interested in what is going on, and because there are different leanings on, in the, on the newspaper market, you have the left, the right, the center, um, those who are just the entertainment. And some people can buy like six newspapers a day. So if you can buy six newspapers a day 
and you are asked to pay 36, like six, if you, like one is five CDs and you buy six, it's 30 CDs every day. So if they ask you to pay 36 for a year, um, it's not much. People still grumble anyway, but it's, it's still not much. And uh, we are hoping to go and get it raised again, but you know, it has to go into parliament and all that. But we want to settle because we have just started um, doing it. And then talking about moving into other um, means of um, listening to radio and so on. Yes, I'm sure by the time we get uh, the kind of fee we would like that will, you know, because if we want to be weaned off completely from government, it means that we should be able to make enough money to pay ourselves and buy our machines, do maintenance, do everything. And you know, broadcasting is not cheap. So when we have to get there, yes, maybe then the fee will be so high that people will start complaining. But for now, I think um, they are okay with it. Then there was a third one. Uh, and I've said all of it. Exactly. Because, I mean, $9 um, a year for one set. Of course, if you have many. But I don't think that is what is going to um, destroy their business or pass so much on, onto their customers. A time may come, yes, when we, you know, but because if we, we are completely weaned off and we have to make more money to be able to pay for all the operations, it may get to that. But I'm sure by that time, um, they would have also found a way of uh, dealing with it. Um, I think that, I think the subvention is the biggest because that is what is paying for the salaries of everybody who works there, you know. And then the um, sponsorship and adverts and so on have to pay for uh, maintenance and um, electricity. And you know, we've had some crisis the last uh, year or so, and electricity has been very, very expensive. So that is what it goes into. And it's not enough, but they, they just try to, you know, fix uh, ways and means, see how they can take some on credit by, you know, do, in fact, then they, they would do some kind of battle arrangement where um, somebody will um, get airtime for, you know, to pay for something else, you know, without really money, money really changing hands. Yes, that's how they manage. And on problems with um, um, GBC, yes, it happens sometimes. I remember um, some time ago, Somebody, I think, picked something from social media or something those years ago, and they just they didn't pass through like their managers and so on. I don't know whether it was enthusiasm or trying to please somebody or other. They just uh, put that information out, and everybody like how you know. So eventually, they were, I think, they were suspended. Yeah, the the the, the team, the team on duty then was suspended, and then. You know, but it, it came out that it wasn't um, any deliberate thing on the part of the corporation, but it was somebody who had stepped out of line in their um, line of duty. Yes. Is it possible to ask cabinet ministers to have questions? Yes, if they avail themselves, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we have, we have a program that is called Meet the Press, where the ministers take turns to come and talk about what they are doing and what they haven't done and all that. And, People ask questions. And then sometimes they get invited onto programs, you know, 
and then they can, I know some of them, they come with their own questions and sometimes they just shove those questions aside or pretend to be going along and then if there's something pressing you have to ask, they find a way of just making them, when they are at their weakest point, then they throw it in and then whatever is there comes out so that if they embarrass themselves or they're able to answer, fine, well, that's, that's good. But now I think the media is very, because if, if the, you don't ask, they may get to a private station and it can be thrown to them. So I think every, I mean, the whole media scene is now vibrant, everybody trying to make people accountable and uh, people are really keen on making our leaders accountable now. So they are also very careful with what they do. Well, the private stations are there firstly to make profit, you know? So they may point out certain ills in the society and so on, but their major um, reason death is to make money. So they can take anything and advertise or um, talk about it and so on, even though it may not necessarily be good or bad because somebody's paying for it. Even though there are regulations, they find a way of, you know, which we will not do. That is one. And then in the, the National Media Commission is in the Constitution. It was all part of the um, process of democratizing so that the government cannot unduly influence the state-owned media. You know, that is why they... And the National Media Commission is made up of representatives from different... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, professional bodies, um, uh, civil society organizations, from different people nominate somebody to come and serve on that board with their chairman so that their political leanings will not be necessarily what is in the government. So there's, there's a, quite a good mix of people over there. And they are the ones who will then interview and appoint. Um, because before, the appointment was done by the government directly, so it would be a party stalwart or a sympathizer or something. But it's not like that anymore, because the National Media Commission is supposed to insulate um, the broadcasters or the state media from uh, the government. And yeah, yeah, right, that's why I said that we are sometimes a national broadcaster and sometimes we are public service. But, you know, there's a very thin line between that one, the public service and the national broadcaster. But they kind of do the same thing to move the people forward economically, developmentally, and socially. Yes, that, that well, for us, I know it, they, they, some people say that they will never listen to GBC, they never do that. But we know from when we make a mistake or something happens, the kind of backlash we get does not tell us that they are not listening. And whenever they go and listen to the pub, uh, private station and they want confirmation, they still come back. But the problem is, I think we don't have enough space because if I like to listen to um, maybe country music or I like to listen to a cultural program and I can get it for only 30 minutes or one hour on GBC and there's another station that is dedicated to doing that one in, uh, in addition to its um, uh, commercial activities, why would I stay there? Because after what I, I like listening, what will come is not what I want. So I will tune off and go there and perhaps have all that I want. So that is the problem. That's why I'm saying that when we have enough 
time to give enough of information or programming to everybody's taste, then that will be what you want to listen to. But if you can get somebody who can give you 24 hours of what you can get only one hour, two hours off, of course, when you stop, you don't like the next program and you tune off, you are not likely to come back. So, yeah, they say that. They say that a lot, that they don't listen. But we know. We know they do. And when there's a problem, the kind of people who come up to talk, we know that, yes, they listen to us. I'm sure it's the same in Uganda. They are, because it was a, a key thing that was put in the new constitution to make sure that the government does not. Thank you, Tim.